So when a person gets involved in a car accident and they're not seat belted, this can be one of the major instruments to cause major trauma to the abdomen and the chest. In this episode of Roy on Rescue, we answer a question that came all the way from France about how to apply CPR to someone who may have suffered major chest trauma from a motor vehicle accident. So stay tuned to get your answer. So it's one thing to deal with CPR in general, but it's a whole nother situation when you have to deal with CPR in a victim that has chest trauma. Whether it be open trauma or closed chest trauma, it's still trauma and it's hard for rescuers sometimes to deal with. So it's important for us to remember that when we're dealing with a victim who is not breathing, is not moving, if you're a healthcare professional and you check for carotid pulses, there aren't any pulses present, we're going to begin CPR compressions regardless of the state of the chest. Uh, you know, one of the only exceptions that I can think of is impaled object that's actually in the way of where we place our hand to do chest compressions. In that case, there's obviously something external that's stopping us from being able to do CPR. So we're going to activate emergency medical services. We're going to try to stabilize the best we can. And then we're going to wait for EMS to arrive. But other than that, <clears throat> if the person was involved in a motor vehicle accident, they fell, uh, whatever the case may be, maybe it's even the fact that they are coming home after having open heart surgery or some other type of intrathoracic surgery, and you see that they're healing, they, they're stapled together, that can be very difficult for someone, especially a loved one, to actually perform CPR on a person's chest that they know before they went unconscious was very sore, very tender, and it just gives the person the willies sometimes to think about having to do deep, fast chest compressions. There can be associated crepitus, which is a, a word that means the crunching, grinding sound of bone on bone. That is uh, unnerving as well. And those are all going to be hurdles that have to be overcome by the rescuer, either voluntary or by profession, to be able to do effective CPR on a victim who is, whose life is hanging in the balance. Um, the, the fast answer to this student that, that wrote this question about what should we do when we have to do CPR on a, on a victim who has chest trauma, the short answer is we still do chest compressions. No breathing, no moving, no pulse, begin CPR. No breathing, no moving, and you don't check a pulse, still going to start CPR as of the 2010 guideline update. We're going to do fast, deep chest compressions, at least two and a half inch, inches deep on an adult and at least 100 per minute on an adult. We're going to make sure that we've already activated emergency medical services. We want to don personal protective equipment. If this person has an open trauma, there's probably going to be bleeding involved and we could be exposed to potentially infectious materials. We want to help protect ourselves against that. Very difficult uh, situation to overcome. If the victim is still sitting behind the wheel of a motor vehicle accident and they are unconscious, not breathing, not moving, 
um, and they have obvious chest trauma we're, and we need to start doing CPR, we activate emergency medical services, I would suggest trying to get help by volunteers to move the person to the ground or to a flat surface that is low enough that we can do good ergonomically correct CPR uh, on a stable platform so that the victim can get as much help as possible. You know, trauma to the chest is one of those things, if a person is not breathing and they don't have a pulse, they're not moving, and it's probably secondary to a chest trauma, these are real serious injuries. Pericardial uh, tamponade, we've got um, uh, intention pneumothorax, um, you know, there's so many things that could be going on, a severed aorta, uh, it's just so hard to know what's going on. It really doesn't matter to us, the rescuer. We're still going to give this person the best chance of survival that we can, and when they prove us otherwise, that's when we know what the decision was supposed to be. But as far as we're concerned, this is a life that might be able to be saved by us helping to buy time, so we're going to give it our best shot. Great question. Keep them coming. I hope this was helpful. And until next time, take care. Bye-bye.